This week on the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, does Biggin have a ghost in his house? Oreo has five new flavors, and we have special guest Derek Grayson. We're going to talk about heritage versus hate. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckles studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. There he is. He's sitting right across from me. He's the pride of Anderson in South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention Playboy. comedian of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up for Mojo! Welcome back, y'all. This is the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. As he said, you can go to our youtube.com forward slash SFP radio link. Um, you can also check us out on the Facebooks at Southern Fry Philosophy. Also go to our Twitter at SFP radio. Our website is southernfryphilosophy.com. Uh, Sorry, man. <laughs> and also, we have a new Patreon link. What is that Patreon link? Patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. So if you want to donate a buck, if you want to donate $2.50, whatever you want to do, we're, we're like a yard sale. You just throw in a quarter, make you a pair of jeans or something. Let's, anyway, Let's be very clear. We want 50 actual cents, <laughs> not 50 cent the rapper. That's right. Actually, but, uh, I'll probably take both. <laughs> But yeah, we we set this up. We've had some people ask us how they could contribute and mm-hmm. how to make us uh, stay on the air. Well, we're going to stay on the air regardless. But you know, <laughs> ask us helped us help us out with uh, our costs and stuff like that. So we we created this Patreon link to for anybody out there. We're also going to be creating maybe some private content on there as mm-hmm. we go forward. Yep. And uh, for our Patreons and uh, yeah. Also, hey, by the way, if you're not listening, if you're listening for the first time, go to our, our uh, or go to our iTunes and Google Play Stitcher links. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can subscribe there according to your device. Um, when you subscribe, if you like, if you give us a review, it helps us move up in the ratings there. And I pretty much have fulfilled. Our, our legal responsibilities, I think. So there you go. <laughs> if you want to come hang out with us at the Busted Knuckle Studio and have yourself your very own smoking hot seat brought to you by Bad Mother Smokers, just shoot us an email at sfpradio uh, at gmail.com and you can sit with us and hang out and just enjoy the show. Yeah, so you can bring, and also you can bring adult beverages. We're not going to discriminate. Now, last week we asked for adult beverages and uh, a chicken nugget tray nobody nobody really picked us up on that (laughs) one i was really looking forward to that this week yeah yeah, absolutely uh mojo i'm going to ask you like i ask you every week how you be darn i think i've said this before Mm -hmm. on here but but i'm sorry but the streets in downtown concord absolutely suck they are getting better they're slowly inch by inch almost getting there i don't understand how they can pave whole sections of 85 and 77 overnight i'm talking about strip the road up and then come Mm. back and relay it but downtown concord downtown concord can't even get this paved in four weeks period time you can't have nothing you can't even have a road so uh, just for listeners out there basically downtown concord just like any type of uh, road reconstruction Mm -hmm. and in certain states, they don't even worry about roads anymore. They just have gravel, I think. But yeah. in, in in here, we're, we've actually – they've come in. They've stripped the streets up back to a kind of original foundation of, mm-hmm. of asphalt. 
probably from 60 years ago, <laughs> and they're getting ready to relay a whole new one. But in that, you have these grooves, and you have mm-hmm. every uh, sewage line sewage line clean out, every manhole cover is mm-hmm. now elevated, and uh, you, you pretty much need to, to wear a mouth guard while you're riding because yep. your, your jaws are jittering. But I honestly think this is a conspiracy because this, how, how long has this been this way, the roads? Uh, it's been a solid three weeks now. Okay, so three weeks. The, the city council must have a board mm-hmm. member who has an alignment shop yep. or suspension or tire or something. Yep. There has to be somebody getting paid there. I have seen on the Nextdoor app several people saying that they're going to get their car realigned after it's done and give the, the city <laughs> yeah, their no, bill. No doubt. It. You no know what doubt. we have to say about that is – the crap. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrible, man. So, anyway, right. how you be doing? Uh, good. We we uh, enjoyed Frank Caliendo on Monday. Um, ha ha, was, boom. Ha ha, boom. <laughs> it was a great show with him. Uh, I tried to do the impressions all the way home, mm. and I failed miserably. So, well, I think was, that's the reason why he gets paid the bucks. Right, sure. if everybody could do it, then, then uh, it would be no Frank Caliendo. But yeah, it was a fun show. The comedy zone downtown, yeah, Charlotte. So it was the first time I ever been in the dungeon there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was nice. Yeah, and Frank does a really clean show. I was really, yeah. really impressed yeah. with that. So it was, you know, his, his impressions, doing some new stuff. So yeah. if you if you uh, have the chance to go uh, listen to him, check him out at frankcaliendo dot com. Um, and then I know he's touring. I think he's in Tampa this week. So anyway, go check him out. He, he I really enjoyed the show. So there's that. The other thing is I've got this little teeny tiny camera at the house, and I don't know why I got it. I just got it because you know I wanted a little camera. And um, so I'm trying I had, to see if guys are sneaking in. Well, it wasn't that. It was more for like security purposes mm, and, and that kind of sure. stuff. But I have it inside the house. But I have it set up so that if uh, between the hours of like midnight and six, uh, if something happens, like I get a little notification on my phone. And um, man, I got this one that was really weird at four oh nine, and it was just it was a sound alert, so the camera picked up something. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm going to let you listen to it and now. Let me let me paint the picture here for you. W- my wife and I are both upstairs, completely asleep. We've got hardwood floors all over uh, downstairs. We've got like a little um, um, island, I guess you could say, that has a wood top to it. Our countertops are, are wood, so there's a lot of, of wood. Make your joke there in in our house. So, but here's the thing: like, I'm going to play this audio, and there's two knocks. You'll hear two knocks inside the house. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know where it's coming from. So here's the here's the audio. All right. So I don't know. That where, was what time? It was at four oh nine. Okay. We, we both are confirmed that we are asleep. That um that we are not going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So I mean here here we go. Well, that sounds like me dropping the toilet lid up and down. <laughs> well, and maybe, yeah. but we've got the slow the slow close toilet. Mm. So it's not that. So here's here's it again. I mean that's clearly like that's a four oh nine. It's four oh nine. Now I will say at one thirty three I hear this. It's a little bit different. Uh-huh. I'll play that one again as well. Actually that sounds has a little more of an echo too. It has a little bit more of an echo, which I may think that it was the ice maker. But then at two twenty, dude, if you, your ice maker sounds that way, you need a new ice. Probably maker. a new ice maker. Yeah. Here's the one at two twenty nine though. Now there's a pause in that one. So, y'all, I'm starting to think I'm. I don't know what it could be. So I've moved the camera 
mm-hmm. a little bit so I can get more on that side of things. But it's never happened before. And then all of a sudden, like four times, two knocks, mm-hmm. four times in the night. Y'all, you think it's haunted? I, I, I don't know. Keep in mind, my house is 106 years old. Right. So there's that piece. Um, most likely, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I would probably not go in the basement on a full moon on a Friday the 13th if you gave me money. (laughs) So I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like I'm going to be kind of listening and staying awake tonight. I I don't know. You know what? We need to have all the guys for cigar and bourbon club Mm -hmm. and we'll all stay up. Like, you know, how you did like paint each other's nails. Like, yeah. Like church, church youth, you know, like the lock in. Uh We'll do that. Yeah. I'm not going to paint your nail. (laughs) Maybe, but yeah, we need to do that thing. I mean, it was just a little. It was a little disturbing. I'll say this Absolutely. morning. So, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll put like a little Facebook poll out that'll say, "Is Biggins House haunted?" Yep. And and you guys can can listen. That's how every horror movie starts: is that knock, mm-hmm. and then we go look for it, and then, and then all yeah. of a sudden you get an axe in your forehead, <laughs> and then you get this thing was ten foot tall. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. <laughs> I love that guy. All right, so here is our wacky news for the week. All right, here's the headline. A student is punished for implied threat after putting the high school on Craigslist. <laughs> now, I know about senior pranks. Did you? What was your senior prank? Do you even remember what that was? Um, I think we were threatened within an inch of our lives, and I really wanted to graduate to get out of that school. Okay. So, I, so I, you didn't do I, it? I didn't participate. Our high school, we had a truckload of manure dumped in the front Oh, nice. Uh, uh, entrance, so you had to walk around that. So, nice. Anyway, we weren't as creative as this guy. While some of his classmates wanted to execute senior pranks that would potentially disrupt classes, Missouri High School, uh, Keelan Scheel, uh opted a more tomfoolery than a little more chill. He said that he... he um, he uh, Shield listed his Truman High School for the reasonable price of twelve thousand two hundred and seventy five dollars on Craigslist. He posted the post that he had described the building as a huge twenty plus room facility, and he listed some of the selling points. Among the others were a newly built football field, new newly added four modern day rooms. I don't know what that means. Next to a Walmart for convenience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a huge parking lot, great for party goers looking for somewhere to park. Um, bigger than normal dining room. Right. Uh, that was a great one. Um, named after the hometown resident U.S. President Harry S. Truman and his family. And this is the one that got him in trouble. Reason for sale is due to loss of students coming up. And they took that one little phrase and then... Yeah, yeah. they thought that he was implying that there was going to be like a mass shooting and there's going to be students killed. He just meant to say, we're going uh, on summer break, so there's not going to be anybody there. That or he could... uh, I think we talked about this, Mm -hmm. uh, that let's just say that that senior class has 400 people. Well, maybe there's only 350. (laughs) Right. 11th graders moving in that so technically that would be less but no we got to we got to run it out to the most extreme absurd ending and, and yeah and 
Well, the police department, they the detectives realize like he's it's just a prank, no big right. deal. So they dropped the charges. However, the school uh, didn't help out. the The admin still suspended him for the remainder of the school year, and he's not allowed to walk uh, at his graduation because of that. Well, that's kind of stupid, and yeah. I would, yeah, but yeah. Now being suspended. Okay, I mean the last week of school, you're pretty much right. watching, you watching know, movies, anyway. movies anyway, or yeah. sleeping, so not really a waste. <laughs> I love, I love Mama though. She said that. Well, on the bright side, the uh, he's going to be able to get his diploma no matter what, hmm. and he'll be able to start the party a little bit sooner. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, way be, to go, he'll Mama. Be, he'll be first in line at the Sam's Club getting the, the uh, graduation cake. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, the next one, I don't know if you saw this or not, but there is a video of an FBI agent that was dancing at a wedding mm-hmm. um and I'll, we'll put the the video and the information out or the story out on our uh, show notes but the fbi was dancing at a wedding and he did a backflip mm-hmm. and when he did the backflip a gun his gun fell out a service weapon yeah uh, of his back pocket well when he went to go pick it up he fired he pulls the trigger <laughs> he pulls the trigger and he walks away and then so now um and one person was injured right got shot in the leg yeah yeah um he's the, the person that got shot in the leg is doing fine no problem but still I mean, yeah, y'all. a lot worse. Y'all. So I wonder if the FBI has uh, um, suspended them or I, – I, at, at this point in the story, I don't know. Okay. Um, but he they said that he's under investigation or they're looking into it. But he was not arrested. But, I mean, dude, I mean, just your normal – like, you don't put your finger on the trigger. Come on, man. Yeah, that's basic, fire, that's basic firearms 101. Yeah. Good gracious, y'all. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of silly, and w- the the fact that he was the way that he was dancing, um, hey buddy, <laughs> they're, they're asking, they're wondering if alcohol was involved. By the way that he's dancing, I can confirm that there was alcohol involved. <laughs> well, you know, it's probably an open bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he's he can't dance. I mean, it was a, it was the dumbest looking dance I've ever seen in my life. Performing a backhand handspring. Mm. That's like an '80s rap rap battle <laughs> dance move, you know. Yep, no doubt. Um, we do have a an update on. Do you remember the story of the um, the teacher who fed the puppy to the snapping turtle? Yeah. We had this a while ago. Well, just an update on that. He is now officially charged. Um, he is going to either spend six months in jail and have a five thousand dollar fine if he's convicted for the charge. Um, by uh, feeding this puppy to this turtle. Wow. What's funny is, not funny, but <laughs> he didn't have a permit for the turtle, so the turtle ended up having to be euthanized. <laughs> so the real loser of this is the turtle. The turtle yeah. and the puppy. And the puppy, yeah. Jeez. So, wow, it's some fun times, isn't it? People are idiots. <laughs> Do you have anything to add besides that? Uh, no, that's just people are idiots. I All think right. that's pretty much sums there it up. There you go. That was Wacky News brought to you by Webmerized. If you need a clean, crisp website, go check them out at webmerized.com. That's webmerized.com. And check them out under the sponsor section of our website. All right, so we're going to go into some topics.
All right, so uh, Boulder, Colorado, has just banned ownership of the AR-15 rifles. The entire town has now put a ban on these rifles. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Um, this is not anything new. Deerfield, Illinois, has also done this as well, um, that they have said that you are not allowed to have weapons, uh, those particular weapons, uh, in in their community. And when they say it's an assault rifle, they're saying anything that has a detachable bag- magazine that holds more than 10 rounds. That's a lot of guns. That's not just rifles. That's handguns. Hand yeah. yeah. Um, shotguns, too. Even shotguns now yeah. at this point. So they are getting rid of all their guns. If uh, you uh, are fine, if you have one, um, you can be fined two hundred and fifty dollars to a thousand dollars a day uh, in this community. Um, Boulder passed the law that said that you can own an AR-15 if you've uh, if you can come to us uh, showing us that you've already purchased the AR-15, but you are not allowed to be a new owner hmm. of the AR-15 in in the city of Boulder, Colorado. Because you know. Bad guys follow rules. Of course, yeah. So, it makes sense. But does Boulder, Colorado have a, have a lot of crime? I mean, they're all high all the time. Well, I think I think that was like the so, uh, – as close to where the first major school shooting happened was was close to there. Near Columbine. Yeah, yeah. But still, though. So, but yeah. What's, I wonder what their crime percentage is there. I wouldn't yeah, I think mean, a lot. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's more drug offenses. I don't know. But still, though, yeah, I, this, these, these – uh, these towns doing this is probably going to backfire pretty. It's going to have to. It, it's going to either backfire uh, in litigation um, or it's going to backfire with, um, you know, people moving out of the area. That's what I think of that yeah, rule. It'll probably be, I mean, it could have an economic impact, you know, with people maybe moving, leaving because mm-hmm. they're feeling infringed on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. also maybe crime. Yeah, I that, mean, it's going to be interesting <laughs> just so. to kind of watch this community Absolutely. Of, of knowing that nobody there has a, a gun. Well, it could be I just mean, a revolver. You know, your chances are oh, yeah. maybe a little guess, better yeah. if it's a revolver. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but it should be an interesting uh, experiment here. But the question, like, comes into play is, is it constitutional? And I, I don't think that the town can necessarily say, um, no, you can't have it. Right. Um, but uh, like an HOA could come in and say that it's against our HOA policies, potentially. But I don't, I don't know how they get uh, around that. I, I don't know how they would get around that because because all HOA laws are written for the exterior and the property. You know, what I'm saying there, there's yeah. nothing to do with well, the interior. I don't know. They could say like you can't have specific type of pets in that community. Like you can't own snakes or something like that, <laughs> or like lions. You know, I, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, there's probably you're probably right on that. I don't know. We'll just we'll have to see how it plays out. I I I just I think it's asinine and absurd. Yeah, yeah. It, and the free market. We'll see how the free market nope. comes to play on that. I think it'll, it's just an interesting topic to bring up. Oh, absolutely. That um, it'll be like I said, interesting to see overall how it's going to happen or what's going to happen with that. Um, all right. So Miss America. I don't know if you saw this or not, but they are scrapping the swimsuit portion. Of this pageant. The only reason I ever watched Miss America pageant. <laughs> well, I, so they're scrapping that. They're also getting rid of the evening gown where, and they're just, they're allowing it to be all shapes and sizes for women. Um, 
And so they're, they're scrapping that to do more of like a highlight of their achievements, goals in life, and how they will use her talents, passions, and ambition to perform the job of Miss America. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm just being straight up honest. I never understood the swimsuit portion of the con of the contest. I never got it. Like, okay, you're in a swimsuit. Let's move on. I never got that. Well, I mean, the swimsuit. I I don't know why. I mean, only thing. Well, I guess it was. I guess it could see. I mean, it's a phys- it's a physical attribute uh, competition, mm-hmm. right? And also, it does have some talent. And they do ask that like one softball question, like. Mm-hmm. What do you wish the whole world could have? And she's a world peace or pizza. Now it's you know climate change free mm-hmm. or something like that. But but um, I, I mean, don't this, want any climate change whatsoever? I, I don't know. You know, who knows what the new <laughs> verbiage? New, who knows what the new verbiage is now? Yeah. But but uh, I think the swimsuit part has just been something as a physical attribute. I mean, yeah. you don't mm-hmm. turn on Miss America to hear debates on politics or. Whatever you turn on the Miss America to watch as a beauty pageant, it says it right there in the beauty pageant part, just like the Boy Scouts yeah. <laughs> is for boys because it says Boy Scouts, not anymore, but right. But we, why do we shy away from that? Like, well, you know, we, it's a beauty pageant, why do we shy away from that? I mean, it's not like we're asking them to. To show show the whole business, and it's just a, a a part that's always been traditional there. I mean, I I could care less if the show goes off. To be right. honest with you, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. I, I I can't tell you the last time I ever watched one. Probably when I was right. like 20. Yeah. So, I, it's just one of those things that people are into that lifestyle and and the pageant mm-hmm. pageantry of the pageant. So. Uh, I think it's stupid. We're, that was very Trump-like, by the way. The pageantry of the pageant. Well, you know, I'm 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 trying to get my language up bigly, so and, and use some uh, bigly words. But uh-huh. yeah, I, I I wonder why they're doing this now in this time. Well, why do you think? I mean, it's it's part of that whole Me Too movement. If you uh, you know get women out of bikinis, it's not. You know, it's not sexualizing them, which so we, I could almost agree with. So now we're 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 banking on the women who don't shave their armpits and eat vegan now no, watching the, the watching the stupid pageant now. Is that I what don't we're think? Thinking? It's going that far. I think that there. You know, if if you're a, a bigger woman, uh, you probably don't feel comfortable going out in a bikini. Which I, I get you, but well, you'll remember, like we had the the story of the the Muslim woman that wanted to compete in that, and they were they were trying to force her to wear the bikini as well. But if you're a bigger woman, you don't feel comfortable like that. And there's who's to say that she can't be Miss America? No, I'm I'm not saying that. But do you honestly think that if you have a pageant, I mean, it's not like just one person who gets shows up and mm-hmm. says, "Hey, I'm representing North Carolina." Right. There's a there's you know a competition sure. yeah. along the thing, and I'm I'm not saying it's impossible, but. I think there's going to be some standards that judges have across the board, and it's not going to just boil on personality. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to say, well, this person has a charming smile. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to have some something to do with physical attributes. Now, the shapes may may change a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't think you're going to see some of the, the, some of the plus-plus size models that are trying to do this uh, health uh, healthy-at-any-weight type movement mm-hmm. that's, that's come across. I, but I think you're still going to have a, the most traditional-looking pageant contestants 
Yeah, there. I don't know. I think, again, it'll be one of those things that are interesting to see. I, I would like to see all shapes and sizes. I, I don't necessarily think that if you're 36, 24, 36, only if she's 5'3", that should <laughs> that should just categorize you into being uh, in the pageant. I think anybody should be able well, to. Well, none of them are 5'3". <laughs> yeah, I, I, got you, I got you there, sir. Mix a lot. But, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shaming anyone for body size because sure. Lord knows, I mean, no, I, yeah, yeah. I, but, um, I, I, I don't, I just, it's going to be a stretch, but you know, I think, I think that it's going to be, you know what, it's, it's kind of like professional sports pageantry is kind of like the top people in the top of their game should be the represent the States. Mm-hmm. Just like, I, I mean, <laughs> that's just like saying, hey, the sports leagues, we're going to open it up to all, all people of athletic ability. And I expect, that, I expect, and I'm going to be powerful, and I'm going to, and I'm going to create a, a huge social stir if I don't get accepted with the Panthers as a wide receiver. I don't, I don't think that that's the case. I think that, I mean, if you can, if you do the things that the pageant is asking you to do, I think that. Oh, you can, you can try out. You can try out. Absolutely. And if you can make it that far, I think that's great. No, I, I, and I'm not saying that. Whoever makes it, whatever. Right. Granted, I won't be watching it, and I probably will not know yeah, about it. Right. But my kudos, if that's your passion yeah. and dream, go for it. Yeah. And if you get there, hats off to you. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have live TV at my house. So. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll move forward on this one. So probably the most important thing is Oreo is coming out with five new flavors. Um, they have just uh, they have unveiled them. Let me give please you, don't say please don't say sausage and gravy. No, it's okay. not it's not that bad. So here are a list of the five. So there are uh, Rocky Road. So that's going to be uh, the new flavor, Rocky Road. Are you, how do you feel about that? Um, I, look, I'm a original guy, mm-hmm. and I might be a double stuff guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like flavors. In Mario, keep Ooh. it keep it original. I'm sorry. Okay, and, and I, I don't have any problem with that. So the other ones, Rocky Road. Peppermint bark. I, I can almost get... Peppermint barf. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it when you... With like the little crushed peppermint. Okay, yeah. I kind of I kind of dig that. Um, pistachio thins. Uh, I don't know about that. The two that I'm most excited about are Good Humor Strawberry Shortcake. Hmm. With the vanilla. It's yeah. got the vanilla and then it'll be the strawberry shortcake. And then my top one is Chocolate Peanut Butter Pie. Now, of all of those, that would probably be one that would lure me to the dark side. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I have a hard. I don't. I just because I, I, in my mind, the only way to eat an Oreo is with a with an ice cold mug. Yes, of you've, milk. you've taught me that, yes. and my life has never has <laughs> never been the same, my friend. Yeah, the ice cold mug of you know, you take your freezer mug, you, you, your beer mug, you put mm-hmm. it in the freezer, pull it out, pour the milk in it. Oh man! Just, My wife will never have anything besides that. When she makes milk, when she pours right. milk, that's the way she's gonna. Have. But you know, I, I just can't imagine like dipping a peppermint bark Oreo into milk. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that flavor profile. Yeah. Would, would, I mean, because peppermint is like breath mints after the Chinese restaurant. Uh, yeah, peppermints are from the old guy sitting on the pew beside you <laughs> that pulling, you know, offers you a mint. You know, the peppermints are reserved for special occasions. You know, so I just don't know how that's going to happen. The the uh, Rocky Road, that's good in ice cream. I yeah. just don't know the flavor profile of a cookie. Yeah. So, anyway, that's 
I'm a purist when it comes to I'm, I'm just a creature of habit. You just like it. Uh, and the other the other trick that you told taught us mm-hmm. on the Oreo is put a fork in between the, the cookies. The two, yeah, the two sandwiches and, and the then cream. Then you can just dip it in. Oh, yeah, no Boom. mess. You can hold it down as long as you want to. You get full coverage. Yep. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Makes makes you me want to cry thinking about it. <laughs> and now I want to Oreo. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. All right, and so the last one is the the bakery Supreme Court cake gate. Will you uh, tell us? Yeah, basically uh, this this past week, uh, the Supreme Court narrowly, according to MSNBC and CNBC, narrowly uh, approved that the bakers of I cannot remember the name of the company now. I have no idea. Um, they they Supremes ruled seven to two. That the bakery owner does not have to bake cakes to uh, a gay couple or anyone he, he objects with their personal lifestyle. I think that's a win. Right? It is, and 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 before you uh, turn us off and, and get we and get mad, and here's the reason why it's a victory, and it's not because of religious liberty or liberty or, or whatever the the guy said. It's about personal property yep. rights. Yep. And what it boils down to is if I go take 20 bucks and I buy 20 bucks worth of the ingredients for my shop, I can't, you should not be allowed to come into my business and dictate that I'm going to make a product with, uh, for you with using my product and the fruits of my labor. So that's a huge, a huge win, I think, as far as uh, individual freedom, especially businesses too, because businesses should be allowed to discriminate. You just, I discriminate every day. I discriminate by people that can't pay for bikes with credit scores and stuff like that due to past history. I mean, there's, there's a reason why we discriminate. Now, I, I'm, I also think here's, here's why I'm also happy about this too, is because I think the free market also will rule because as a business owner, I don't, I be honest with you, I don't, turn anyone away Mm. unless it's for extenuating circumstances out of my control, but I love money, Mm -hmm. money. Everyone has, I want a piece of it. Yep. But the free market will ultimately decide this guy's fate mm-hmm. because he could receive, receive such backlash now that people may not patronize his business. Yeah. You know, I, that's the one thing that I strive every day for is not to receive that negative feedback. And mm-hmm. I want people to come to our shop. So uh, I, I think that the free market will ultimately will decide this because I, I think also, I think he's an idiot to. Yeah. I would maybe idiot's a strong language. I think it's a bad witness of Christ. Yeah, because, yeah I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Piece. Because uh, and, and as Christ said, and, descri- and Paul describes a scandalous grace. I think we have to bestow that. If it's been mm-hmm. bestowed on us, and, yep. and we can receive that kind of scandalous grace, I have to bestow that onto my yep. fellow man and neighbor. So, I think it's a. I think it's great for property rights, great for a business to be able to make a decision. But I think it sucks. As far as a mission, a mission in Christ that we we're all on this daily walk. So right. that's just, that's just my two cents. He gets a. <laughs> I, I will uh, agree with that. I I think the thing that I would point out what you're saying is for the businesses if they have a religious um, observation or a religious stance that they're they're taking against something that. Um, that they should be able to do that. So uh, here, another example of when the government can't come in and tell you to do something, mm-hmm. like for Hobby Lobby. You know, we have that whole issue with Hobby Lobby trying to um, – the government uh, forcing them to do birth control or right. to give their employees birth control. They shouldn't have to do that if that's against their religious beliefs. Sure, sure. Um, you look at – 
even one step further, you take the uh, Indian tribe that uses peyote before in, in their religious, religious circumstances. Yeah. And then the government says, well, you can't use that. But you say that's part of my religious yeah. system. So uh, I think that that's a, a win in that case. Um, but I do th- agree with you 100% completely. And we had the discussion. Like, the guy was a bad witness. Uh, I yeah. think Jesus would have made the cake. He, mm-hmm. he would have turned the water into wine. Things would have been good, a good, good party. Right. Now, you'll probably disagree with us. That's no, fine. That's fine. I'm, 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 not a, I'm not affiliated with any Southern Baptist church or any Pentecostal <laughs> church anymore. So my, my personal beliefs and, mm-hmm. and JT's, you know, Biggins, is our, that's our own individual uh, um, feelings on that. And, you know, a lot of times our views and expressions aren't the, those of our guests and sponsors. So, But my personal belief is that we have to carry that message, message for Christ. And I just I have – I take exhaustive – um, debate with the guy as far as that if it was he making the wise move. Right. Now, once again, that's that's between him and his financial advisors and you know whoever he's beholden to. Yeah. I just don't think it's the wisest decision. Now, but to defend the guy on the same flip side, um, these two guys, the couple that actually went to his business, admitted to bypassing other businesses to target his. Mm. They they were out seeking a business that would turn them down so they could cry wolf. Hmm. So yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't know that that, I, I, yeah. I haven't heard that. That there's also another case uh, that will be pending too, where uh, there's a pizza restaurant. I think it's in Nebraska or Illinois, somewhere like that, that um, a gay couple drove over 62 miles to this pizza restaurant in the middle of nowhere, even though they passed 62 miles worth of restaurants <laughs> to find that one place that would turn them down. Number one, who puts pizza at a catering for a wedding? No one. I don't, I, well, I can't I'm, down. I'm, I'm saying I wouldn't say. mind pizza, but no one does it. Um, I don't know of a rich gay couple that would ever have pizza at a wedding. So <laughs> I'm just saying that a lot of these things, a lot of these things are staged for political correctness, or a lot of these things are staged for for just social media outcry. So, um, but yeah, I, as far as going back, I think the guy is kind of making an idiotic move. But yeah, anyway. I, and and that goes to the point of like, if if somebody's not doing what you would ask them to do here's my stand just go to another bakery or go to another thing like it's not that it's not the only one in town like you can find somebody else to make a cake why why go crazy about it um and and i can understand if if we need to be accepting of other people other people need to be accepting of of our beliefs as well and if that particular guy says that's not my belief then you need to be accepting of that and, right. and move on. So, but you know, like here in Charlotte, we have a, a pretty, pretty large and up and coming um, Middle Eastern community here. Mm-hmm. There's halal and, and Arabic bakers here. I'm I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty pretty sure that I that I couldn't go to them and have the same request for a gay wedding cake, or, or I'm pretty sure that I couldn't go to them and say, you know what. Jesus is the only reason for the season and have the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And I respect that though. Right. And, and but yeah. here's the thing. I know that my free market dollars don't go there. They go right. to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yep. We can all, you know, get along. We can all stay in our, our lane and still get along. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, again, we, we've said it before, common sense is a superpower and, and just, you know, like you said, stay in your lane and, and just enjoy everybody. Like just, Get along, y'all. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Try. I think the media makes it a big deal. Like, oh, Absolutely. we can't get along. We can't like the other people. Y'all yep. just love people. Absolutely. I think oh. uh, our upcoming guest, I think, will probably expand on that a little bit, too, as yep. far as the media and the regurgitation of stuff. So. Yep. 
So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have Derek Grayson. Uh, where's Derek from? Derek is uh, out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Also, Hot Atlanta. Yeah, also known as the Minister of Truth. And uh, you can find him on the Facebooks, and we'll kind of give those out here in a few. But, uh, yeah, he's, he was a, a candidate, Libertarian Party, uh, down in Georgia, a Republican Party also. So, yeah, interesting cat. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, Derek Grayson is with us. All that and more. We'll be back. Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind. Welcome back to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. Uh, today on the phone line, we have Derek Grayson, a.k.a. the Minister of Truth. Uh, Derek Grayson first called my eye a few years ago uh, when he was running for uh, office in Georgia, and have, I've been following him ever since. And he has uh, he inspired this call today with a post about heritage versus hate in the Confederate flag. And um, I guess he's probably taken a lot of flack from some of his followers because uh, anytime you stoke the fires of the uh, the red, white, and blue in the of the Confederacy flag, you have a tendency to uh, bring out the weird in everyone. So, right. welcome to the show, Derek. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. So, uh, you you posted this, and it's uh, my heritage versus hate, and uh, you had an excerpt from the uh, Cornerstone speech uh, from Alexander Stevens, who was the vice presidency of the Confederacy. Um, and I quote from partial of this, this, this cornerstone speech because it is pretty long, just like any, any type of uh, speech in front of the, the House or Senate. Um, here I quote uh, Alexander Stevens exactly here. Um, Our new government is founded upon exactly the opposite ideas of the Constitution. Its foundations are laid, its cornerstones rest upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery subordination to the superior race is his natural and moral condition. This, our new government, is the first in the history of the world based upon uh, this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth. So just that one little paragraph right there should turn anyone who has uh, a a rebel flag flying and and keeps spewing this mantra of heritage, not hate. So kind of fill me in how you – is this something – this speech right there, is this something you've been – you know, privy to uh, for a, a while because this I, I've read through part of the uh, the CSA documents and stuff like that, and I never somehow I missed the speech. So, okay, well, uh, I'm into research. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, the black community there's this old saying: talk about what you know about. Right. Uh, and there are many people in the world today, including blacks, who, when they talk, they've actually done no research. Uh, they simply regurgitate what is put forth. Now, this part of his speech, whenever when I've presented it, people would say, well, he didn't speak for everybody. Well, he spoke for enough people to have the one percenters to enter into a war. 
Um, let me just tell you why I I get into this conversation with people. Uh, it, it it starts out about Trump, and I try to draw a parallel to get people to understand uh, what the Civil War was all about, how they got people uh, riled up to go in and, and fight for them. And I'm talking about, uh, and, and I'm going to use a phrase, I hope you don't mind, I call them the rich sons of bitches of the North versus the rich sons of bitches of the South. <laughs> right. Simply put, Abraham Lincoln did not want to go to war. That's a fact. Undeniable. True. Yep. Abraham Lincoln wanted to keep the Union together. Why? Because he knew that divided we stand, united, I'm sorry, divided we fall, united we stand. Mm -hmm. If the country was to divide, that would open us up to more the more wars between states, it would open us up to invasion from other countries, i.e. Uh, France or uh, England again. And he wanted to prevent that from happening. And the only way that would happen is if the country stayed united. Sure. And he made it clear to the South, I'm not trying to take away your slaves. I don't really give a damn about it. I'm paraphrasing. Using my own words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I want to keep the union together. But here's where the South had a problem. They knew that the people, the merchants of the North, did not want to expand westward and the South having the benefit of free labor or virtually mm -hmm. free labor. Yep. It would create an undue advantage in the South would always have an economic advantage over the rich sons of bitches of the North. And they didn't want that. Yep. So their, their move was, look, Lincoln, we're behind you, but you can't allow the South to expand slavery westward. They can keep the slaves, but if we expand westward, they can't take slavery with them. It's got to stay in the South. The abolitionists who wanted slavery gone altogether felt the same way, but they would have accepted the fact that they would have accepted that slavery would not expand westward, and they would fight the fight of ending slavery at a later date. The South surmised that if they can stop us from expanding westward, infringing upon our economic capability. With the help of the abolitionists, they will eventually move to have Congress outlaw slavery altogether. That is the that cornerstone speech by Stephen. That is the impetus of the the fact that they fired the first shot. They were not going to be told that they couldn't not only expand slavery westward, but at a later date be told that they couldn't have slaves. Mm -hmm. And they they transitioned that argument, what we like what we see with the media today, they transformed, I should say, that argument to the people of the South, those soldiers that went out there and died. Hey, 
the North is trying to tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. We can't have that. We need to put a stop to that. The people in the North, I mean the South, they're poor. You know, most of them poor. They don't own slaves. They don't know what the hell is going on. So they have sold a bill of good, yeah. good, by their representation, telling them this is a just war. This is something that we need to do to maintain our heritage. But most of them that didn't pay attention to that speech didn't get it. They weren't there to hear that speech. They didn't know. And I'm sure he didn't speak for everybody. But when the politicians went home and sold that war, they got on board. Look, Lyndon Baines Johnson said, and this was the mentality that they used. He said, if you make the poor white believe that they are better than any Negro, no matter what their stature is in life, rich or poor, if you make them believe that they are better than any Negro, while they pick the pockets of the Negro, if you convince them of that, while we pick their pockets, Mm -hmm. meaning the white man, the white man, the poor white man, he will be picking the pockets of the broke who were getting broke off by the one percenters, those who own the plantation. And that's what we have happening today. And here's the parallel. Trump is rich. Politicians go to D.C. broke, i.e. Bill Clinton, <laughs> Barack Obama. When they leave, they are multimillionaires. Okay? How do they become multimillionaires? Because the one percenters, the, the, the lobbyists, at the behest of the one percenters, the corporations, they pay them to buy those politicians. Mm-hmm. In Trump's first debate, Trump said, I have to pay everybody. Now, he didn't say it in these words, but Trump said, I said, I'm a self-made millionaire. I didn't make my money from lobbyists. I got out there and built a business. And I and I and I made a, a billions of dollars. If I keep having to pay these politicians off, I won't have anything left. <laughs> I'm tired of paying these who gets rich off of lobbyists, i.e., and the taxpayer. I'm tired of paying them. I need to do something about it. So Trump is one rich guy fighting against another group of rich guys who gets rich off of the taxpayers because the taxpayers keep them in office. And while they're in office, they get paid by the lobbyists. And while they're getting paid by the lobbyists, they become multimillionaires. Trump is messing with that money machine by exposing the dirt of D.C. No president in our history has ever upset the apple cart the way that Trump has. The closest to it is John F. Kennedy, Mm -hmm. Andrew Jackson, and Eisenhower. Eisenhower tried to integrate. Most people don't know this. He tried to integrate the Army. He tried to bring about integration on a large scale but said, let me start with the Army. The Democrats fought him tooth and nail, just like the Democrats fought uh, the Republicans over the issue of slavery. So... That's the parallel. you got rich people who get rich because they are paid, and that's what was happening in the South. That's how the politicians were able to sell the war to the poor whites of the South. 
getting them out there on the battlefield. Dying, losing their lives, not knowing the real nature of the truth. Hey, I am fighting so that they can keep their slaves, and when they move westward, expand slavery westward, and they don't want the rich north telling them not to. The rich north didn't care nothing about slavery. They just didn't want the south to have an unfair advantage when it came to commerce. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So um, <clears throat> what do we say to – I mean, I, I'm born and bred here in the South. Uh, my, I have somewhere in my lineage, you know, my great-great-grandpappy fought in the 13th Regiment in the Confederacy. I'm, I'm sure he was probably couldn't spell his own name and had to sign with an X. Uh, so how do, how do we reconcile with today's society that uh, what this whole Confederacy holding on to – this this flag is a symbol. How do we reconcile these people that it it's more than the heritage? It's it, there's actually something underlying. Just like we we would kind of, our, I'm sure our ears would perk if we saw a Nazi swastika flag uh, flying around, or if we had, uh, of course, of course, anyone can wear a Che a Che Guevara uh, shirt on the streets or in college. No one raises an eye to that. But I'm sure if a Nazi flag was flying around, we'd kind of raise a little bit of ire. Why 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 do we have this de- this detachment from the Confederacy flag versus like a Nazi flag? Um, well, we know that the Nazis, the Nazis were vilified unanimously by Nazis. All right. Okay. Um, the soldiers do what soldiers do. They followed orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because of this, the unified vilification of the Nazis, people will raise the eyebrow to that. But here in the South, once they lost the war, I don't know if you've heard of the Compromise of 1877. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it said was, okay, North, you won, we yield, tell you what, we'll stop fighting this slavery issue, you can have what you want, but just give us two things. Remove your soldiers from the South, and leave us alone with the Negroes. Leave us alone. And the North agreed because Lincoln was dead. And the Republicans just went back to doing what Republicans did, and that is compromise, compromise of 1877. Step back, and they allowed the South to do what they wanted to do. And what did the South do? That was the birth of the Black Codes and the Jim Crow South. And that's how the South began uh, they had what they call literacy tests. Uh, when you would go to vote, they might have a jar of bubble gum, and they say, tell me how many uh, bubble gum balls there are in this jar, or how many bubbles are produced from a bar of soap. Or they would charge a fee that they knew blacks couldn't charge, couldn't pay. These are the things that they actually put in place. The black codes uh, prevented them from owning guns and things of that nature. And the North, the the Congress, did absolutely nothing because there was nobody watching the hen house. Abraham Lincoln had been assassinated. And so, uh, and, and here's what I tell people all the time. So they're men. So if we're all men, we're supposed to be created equal, but they were violating that. Right. So, the, the, 
bottom line, we got the 13th Amendment. But people just didn't want to play right. But we had to get the 14th Amendment because they didn't want to allow people to vote. Well, you're, you're a former slave, et cetera, et cetera. So the 14th Amendment wasn't good enough, so then we got the 15th Amendment. Well, the 15th Amendment wasn't good enough, so then we had to get the Civil Rights, uh, uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Well, that wasn't good enough, then we had to get the Voting Rights uh, Act of 1964. So they just refused to play right, to, to play fair, and so we had to modify the amend the Constitution three times, mm. and then had to pass two civil rights bills. Uh, the way I reconcile it, uh, I use what I call attrition. If you tell people, if you tell somebody the truth long enough, they'll either get it or they'll die in their ignorance. Mm. Either way, change will come. Mm. And I say, you can love your flag, you can fly your flag. It does not bother me. I don't care. Right. However, please accept all that goes along with your heritage. Mm -hmm. You can't have half of it. You need to have 100% of it. That's and, right. And, you know, I'm at peace with that. Now, so that's a good point. That's kind of where I think uh, your post kind of uh, punched me square in the eyes. Not that I, I own any rebel flags or, or fly one, but... You, you see a lot of it here in the South. and mm -hmm. I mean, in different parts of the South I travel, you see a little bit more of it than, than we do here in Charlotte. But um, they need to accept the 100% of it. If you're going to fly that, just like if someone was to walk around with a, a swastika, you have to accept everything that kind of has gone with the history of that that symbol, I, I would think. So, anyway, I appreciate you saying that because that, the truth is, the truth is what matters, and the truth is best disinfected. And like you said, if you keep repeating it, I, I, it either sink in or the thick skull, or they'll just have to die ignorant. So I, that's that's a great quote. I'm gonna quote you on that. I'm probably gonna hashtag that. Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. Feel free to do that. That's right, Derek. This is big, and um, so some of the things that I resonated with uh, what you were saying was just the the systems basically were put into place by people that had all the power. Um, the people that had the power made the rules, and they. They they only wanted to uh, keep uh, the, their livelihood in check, so they would put in, in those rules into place that would keep other people down and and not allow other people to still have the power um, to you know to make a better life for themselves. How how do you see that still playing out today in today's culture? Um, so we have this what we call two party system. It used to work. The reason it doesn't work now is because the Republican Party has been infiltrated by progressives. I call them rhinos. And they work hand-in-hand hand to keep policies in place that do the things that you're talking about. Yeah. While they use the media yes. to create the illusion yeah. that there is a battle between two parties and that all the yields of the country is because of one party or the other. I made a statement earlier, um, divided we fall, uh, together we stand. Mm. They understand that, yeah. and they use that. And so the problem I have with the Republican Party is that there are so-called conservatives who continue to re-elect guys like John McCain. Uh, guys like Lindsey Graham, uh, 
Johnny Isaacson. I can go on and on and on uh, with members of the Senate and the House who may as well be liberal progressives. Mm. And the liberal progressive ultimate goal is globalism. Uh, and all at the behest of the one percenters. When I ran, I was actually told, and I recorded the conversation, Derek, it's not your turn. Pick something further down the trough because other people have paid their dues mm -hmm. and it's their turn to go now. That's all about getting in so that you can become personally enriched uh, as long as you play the game. Mm -hmm. What they didn't know is I don't play the game. <laughs> I actually believe in conservative ideals. And that's when I became an enemy uh, to the Republican Party. Hmm. But <clears throat> I see people all the time who came out after me. But they play the game when it's when they when 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 needed. Mm -hmm. They say the things that the Republican establishment wants them to say. So you see these people on Fox News, you see the liberal progressives on CNN, MSNBC. Why don't you see Barry Grayson on those shows? Mm -hmm. Because Barry Grayson will tell the truth about the Republican Party. And those that can, and I tell people about Fox. They allow certain people to speak truth at certain times. But any time they tap one on the shoulder and say, we need you to lie about this, that's exactly what they'll do. Yeah. Sean Hannity is, Hannity is one of those people. Mm. When Ron Paul was running and Ron Paul was talking about the new slavery that exists today because of 1913, the, 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 the Federal Reserve, they didn't want him talking about that. They called him a kook. They called him a racist. And Fox just completely ignored him. Mm. They ignored him. And so that's when I realized, wow, it goes that deep. Fox is not as conservative as I thought they were. They will turn on a dime just like the liberal media against any candidate that represents true conservatism. And how do they do it? They ignore them and they lie on them. And that is what happened to me. I didn't play the game. So you will not see me on Fox. Because I'll tell Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity, why are you now about liberty and freedom when you ignored Ron Paul, one guy who stood out for liberty and freedom against Mitt Romney, who became the guy for the Republican Party? How is that, Sean Hannity? Can you explain that? He wouldn't want to answer a question like that. <laughs> Absolutely not. So how can you not support Ron Paul, a man who understood? Oh, so, so let me tell you guys and, and, and just settle the whole thing. When slavery ended, that made the rich people, both of the North and the South, vulnerable. Because in 1910, there was a major bank failure. And they started to planning and plotting. If you ever read the book, uh, The Beats from Jekyll Island, you will understand what happened with uh, J.P. Morgan and the other people that they, that they met on, at Jekyll Island. They basically said, okay, we're in a pickle. 
we're about to go under. So what we're going to do, we're going to choose which banks we will allow to remain solvent and which banks we will allow to fail. Once we're done with that, we need to implement a plan to where we never take a loss again. And that happened in 1913 when they gave us the Federal Reserve Act, when they gave us the IRS, and when they gave us the 16th Amendment. Those three things created slaves of every single working American in this country. We are nothing but tax and debt slaves. No matter what happens, the banks will never fail because you know what? When they loan money to the federal government, you get the debt, they get the profit. And it is a transfer of wealth. And see, I keep telling people, if you don't understand 1913, you don't know jack. <laughs> well, most people, most, people, most people don't realize that this country has actually functioned Without before the, before the IRS actually, you know, the most I, I'm I'm a libertarian by by I'm not a big L I'm a small L libertarian, um, but uh, the the com- the common uh, conversation you always have well taxation is theft okay well who's going to build the roads we had roads before the IRS came in so the the, the concept is is very lost to people that we haven't had tax IRS since the foundation of this country. Right. Well, the IRS was necessary in order for the central bank to prosper. That's right. They started taxing our income. That was the beginning of the destruction of our financial system. That's right. Now, what a lot of people don't understand, Trump wants to, Trump understands that, and Trump wants to stop that. You know, I tell folk all the time, because they'll say, why isn't Trump addressing that? And I say, we didn't get to where we are overnight. Our country, the infrastructure that was put in place to screw every tax-paying American was done incrementally. And the only way to turn that back is to incrementally dismantle it. Well, where where do you start? You got to start with the people that are doing the bidding of the one percenter. You have to drain the swamp. Nothing will happen if you don't get rid of the crooks at the top. And people don't know it, but Donald Trump is working to get rid of the people that are corrupt and have been doing the bidding of the one percenters, the bankers, since 1913. Derek, do you think, uh, I'm going to give you a profit star if it happens, do you think Trump will get reelected? If they don't kill it, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, they announced yesterday that so so here, here here's the deal. See, people don't understand chain reaction. Trump started talking about the H one B H one B program, H B one visa program. I think it's the H B one B. The way that works to save money, a company will hire somebody under that visa program even though there's an American that can do it, but they can pay that person who comes in on that visa half of what they pay the American mm-hmm. and not have to pay any benefit. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump is saying, well, I'm modifying that. So people, why 
to what's going on and are trying to trying to get ahead of the curve. I now get emails and calls every day about jobs in the technology field because the industry has recognized there is going to be a change as long as Trump is in office. Plus, they benefited from tax breaks and easing up regulation. Mm-hmm. Jobs that were not available as plenteous as they are now are now back in the technology industry. And I can testify to that. I can send you, I get an email every day about a, a, a job somewhere in the technology industry. They are not looking for people overseas to come in and fill those positions like they have. Been. And that's because Trump said there's going to be some changes. It's the same thing with trade. When Trump talks about what he's going to do, people pay attention, and they are trying not to get caught with their drawers down. <laughs> so, of Trump being in office, he will get elected if they don't kill him first. Hmm. Go back to this uh, this H one. I think it's H one N visa uh, program. Okay. Uh, they they've. They, it's interesting how they've spun this too, because it's uh, it goes back to that old uh, cloak and dagger of uh, well, he's he's anti-immigration, you know that that's how it's being spun. But also the biggest decriers of the, the biggest decriers of this uh, visa program are Amazon, uh, Google, uh, Apple at one point, because a lot of their IT back the background software, the background uh, support help was was done either overseas or, or through, you know, places here in America with, with these, with these visa recipients. So it's been interesting how, how they've spun um, this to the, to the uh, people that, that kind of lie and that kind of feed into the media and they kind of regurgitate. So anyway, I, I, I appreciate yeah. you bringing that up as an interesting point. I, I, I like to use parallels for people to help them understand, you know, paint the picture for them. Uh, 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 a business or a corporation their primary goal is to make a profit. Mm-hmm. The business owner wants to make a profit so that he can live, live, so that he can provide for his family. Mm-hmm. Corporations want to make a profit so that the shareholders will continue to find them a worthy investment and keep their money in their company as long as they can pay dividends because those dividends those shareholders to live mm-hmm. and take care of their family, right? Right. So, if a corporation can make a tennis shoe in Taiwan for $2.50 versus $10 in America, if the laws allow it, where do you think that corporation is going to get the tennis shoe made? Mm-hmm. Walmart? <laughs> Taiwan. It's Taiwan. That's right. In Taiwan. And then Taiwan will import that allow uh, 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 our American policy will allow that tennis shoe to be imported into our country for a little or nothing. So that's the unfair trade that Trump was talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's take the small business only here in this country. I remember when I had a rough time in my life, I was at a rough patch. I worked on the labor pool. That, it was day labor. You show up, and if you got a car, you always got to go out. You know, they pay you, you know, about 
uh, a minimum wage. And I did that for about six months mm-hmm. to keep some money in my pocket till I could find something better. Uh, I'm determined like that. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, these labor pools were all over the city of Atlanta. Today, they are gone. Why are they gone? Because, see, the labor pool collected taxes. Uh, they paid your workman's comp. They, they deducted the federal income tax. They deducted your, you know, Social Security uh, and, and, and all, just like any other job. So, you know, if you work for eight hours, you know, at $5 an hour, you, you got $40 for the day. Well, when they finished with taxes, you might have went home with thirty-two sixty. okay? Because they were taking out the taxes. Well, what do you think a small business owner is going to do if they can go and get somebody that's yeah. an illegal immigrant and pay them $5 an hour for 10 hours a day where they ain't got to pay no, pay no taxes or whatever? They're going to use that illegal immigrant. Sure. You can't find a labor pool in the city of Atlanta today because of that. If you go to any uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, Every morning, from 6 to 8, you will see throngs of immigrants. Mm-hmm. They're out there. We call They call it the catch-out corner. They are out there, and trucks come by, pick them up, and take them to go do, the, do those jobs, and they pay them under the table. Right. That's why all the labor pools shut down. So the motivation is the same. The small business owner makes money through illegal immigration, and corporations make money by sourcing materials overseas and exporting manufacturing overseas. Same motivation to make a profit. And our government policies allows it. How does it help the corporations? It makes it legal for them to get their stuff made overseas and imported for a little nothing. How do they help the small business owners? They haven't done a damn thing about fixing illegal immigration. And that's what it's all about. And they probably won't either. <laughs> it's a hot button issue. You know, and and here's where I kind of knew that we were in trouble just as a country is when when Trump was announcing we're putting America first and people were offended because we were putting America first. I was like, oh, boy, there, there's a, a long ride time yeah. right there. Yep. Yeah. There you go. And, and I think they don't want to put America first. They yeah. don't want to make America great again. Yeah. They want to make America like other countries where we decimate the middle class and only have two classes. The haves and the have not. Hmm. All of this is de- liberal Democrat policies and rhinos in the conservative party. Their whole goal has been to decimate the middle class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want jobs to stay in this country. We want them overseas. When they go overseas, it makes more people poor, thus making them more dependent upon government. Mm-hmm. They'll be looking for more money in their welfare check than a job, and that's it. That's right. That's right. When you condition people to live on the welfare and a welfare check, when you condition, look, the experiment works. Why do you think there is a high number of blacks receiving welfare when you compare them to whites? And a lot of people don't understand that because he's so... Ignorant folk, ignorant folk will tell me, well, more white people on welfare, so I have to break it down and give them an example. <laughs> I have to pay the, pay the picture for it. Okay, let's say we only have 100 white people in America and 10 black people in America. 
okay? Five white people are on welfare, and six black people are on welfare. So that's still more white, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, ten white people on welfare, and six black people on welfare. They'll say, well, that's still more white people. What they don't get is 60% of the black population is on welfare versus only 10% of the white population. And that's what they miss. Right, per capita. Yeah, well, you know, that's facts no longer matter. <laughs> so it's all it's all interpreted by the, uh, the the host, I guess. So Well they matter for me. That's yeah. absolutely that's too. Yeah, and if a person is willing to listen, I'll explain it to them. Now you know, I don't go around on other people's wall making my posts. I post just on my wall. Mm-hmm. And it, and when people see it, it's it, it's because it's in their news feed. And I'll tell them quick, if you don't like it, either pass me on by, unfollow me, or block me. But this is my wall, mm. and I am going to speak what I know to be true. So the bottom line is, gentlemen, I am not a fan of the establishment of either party. You will not see them interviewing me on Fox. <laughs> I'll get interviewed by guys like yourself, uh, people uh in local radios like uh, uh, Brian with Fetcher News, Brian Pritchard with Fetcher News, Monica Perez, she was a brave soul, and she worked for a corporate station, and she stepped out and interviewed me. So those, these are the types of people that will interview me. But national media, no, because they don't want people to hear about their tax and debt slaves. They don't want people to hear about uh, the reason nothing gets done is because we keep electing rhinos in the conservative party mm-hmm. yeah. that undermine conservative values. They don't want that put out there. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It, we're, we've become so dependent on the news to tell us what to believe, and then whatever party that is that that, that follows along with said news, Fox News, CNN, whichever one you fall into, we don't do our own research. We don't look at the facts, and we don't we don't we just want to be spoon fed really. And then we'll be all fat and sassy and just be happy being ignorant. And I think that that's the problem is once you start to wake up a little bit, you realize, uh, Oh, this is not, this isn't going in a good direction. If everybody that was a conservative ran for office once, I'm saying true conservative now mm-hmm. and ran for office once and saw what the Republican party really was, right. would be turned out the very next election. Hmm. Because you could see it face up. I, I didn't know it. I used to sing the phrases of the Republican Party. I don't now. I've seen the phrases of individual conservatives in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. But the Republican Party as a whole uh, is, is is aiding and abetting uh, globalists in the Democrat Party. Yeah, they're part of the problem. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, 2016... Uh, I was a Libertarian VP nominee. I was. Of course, I withdrew. I told them, I said, what I'm seeing here is no different than what I've seen in the Republican Party. Now, I didn't ask to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Somebody nominated me, and apparently, enough votes to get me on the ballot. Uh, but I withdrew and, and said, support um, the black guy's name is the state of me right now. Uh, Gary Johnson has moved you to support William Whale. William Whale 
is a progressive. Now, as a progressive, because uh, he was anti-gun and is libertarian, how can you support a man that's a progressive? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know that was some. I, I didn't make. I, I I made some enemies and I made some friends. <laughs> uh, with, with my speech at the uh, Libertarian uh, Convention. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I mean, you know, the whole 2016 voter uh, or the election was just a, a fiasco, and I followed the Libertarian Party pretty pretty closely then, and it was just a, it was a freak show and sideshow at many events um, that I attended. Yeah. So, um, But anyway, we're going to probably wrap this up. We've had, we know we've taken enough of your time during your, uh, your drive, wherever you're going home, hopefully. <laughs> if you're stuck in Atlanta, you've still got like four more hours to get to your house, <laughs> so you're fine. <laughs> but, um, every, every, every evening I, I drive to Rome to visit my mom. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Spend the night with her in the hospital. She's, uh, wow. in the ICU up in Rome, Georgia. Wow. Uh, it's about 80 miles from home. So since last Friday, uh, when I get off work, well, you know, the weekdays, that is. I just stayed up there Saturday and Sunday. But uh, Friday of last week, uh, Monday, uh, today, uh, uh, Tuesday, I get off work. I drive to Rome. I get in that recliner, talk to my mom, and go to sleep, get up, drive home, take a shower, and go to work. Wow. Mm. Well, we'll we'll encourage all our listeners of the show if they hear this by the time it debuts Monday. Uh, keep a prayer and lift uh, uh, Mama Grayson up in prayer, and hopefully she has a speedy yeah. recovery. And uh, we we know God can do miracles, and uh, we we we've seen that. We all can testify of that. We're we're both uh, we're both God fearing men here on the show, so we will definitely reach out to that. Um, we'll you know. Please let us, or please follow up with us on that, and let us know how she is. But um, we'd love to have you back on the show some some other time and talk some other hot button issues. Um, but sure. where where can people find you on the uh, social medias if they want to follow you and, and uh, check out if, check if, out your uh, fiery post? If they, Derek Grayson, if they just Google my name, Derek E Grayson, they will find links to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, we'll make sure we'll make sure. Yeah, we'll make we'll make sure we put uh, that in the show notes. But once again, that was Derek Grayson, D E R R I C K G R A Y S O N. You can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and also YouTube. And also, sometimes he does his little daily commute drive-in uh, thoughts of the day. And I appreciate those too when I'm able to catch them. But anyway, uh, Mr. Grayson, we appreciate you coming on and uh, safe travels to see your mom in Rome, and uh, hopefully she has a good recovery. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. You guys. Derek Grayson, uh, a.k.a. the Minister of Truth. Uh, you can find him on the uh, in Twitters, and Insta- Twitters and YouTube and Facebook at Derek Grayson. Uh, please go to our page at southernfryphilosophy.com. Um, you can go to our YouTube at youtube.com forward slash SFP radio. Also go to our Twitters and Instagram at SFP radio. By the way, it's summer. Uh, official school will be out. Summer's in. So I'm, I'm putting my I'm putting my daughter in charge summer. of that since she owes me like 300 bucks. Oh, nice. And <laughs> you know, go, go, to our, go to our Facebook page of Southern Fry Philosophy. Uh, podcast, and that's where we kind of do do most of our activities, stupid pictures and things like that. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, subscribe, like, give us a review, share the episodes, uh, send us a, a message, whatever you want to do. We just appreciate you listening every week. Don't forget our Patreon link. You can check that out on our website. 
And as always, keep looking up. This is Derek Grayson, folks, and you've been listening to the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. Join them whenever you can.